staying the course, staying on your lifestyle medicine plan. Gosh, why is it so difficult? Today, we're talking about lifestyle medicine and how to stay the course. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my goal to help you with your urological function and to live better with age. Today, we're going to talk about staying the course, staying on your protocol, staying on your regimen, on your health regimen. If, if, if there's anything I've learned in the last 20 years of my work is that, man, there is nothing more powerful than lifestyle medicine. And it's not my opinion anymore. It used to be 25 years ago, a little bit more, because there was just less scientific data. But now it's just a scientific fact. If you exercise, eat well, take a few dietary supplements, and sleep well, you can overcome many diseases. I am not mincing words. You can actually have lifestyle medicine become part of the medicine for whatever, almost whatever you have, and certainly prevent and live better with age. Meaning what? Meaning when you're 70, you're feeling your best. When you're 60, when, it, when you hit that milestone, I just turned 50 a few months ago. I was like, I feel amazing. I feel better than when I was 20, my 20s, right? That's what you want, that continuous feel good, that continuous scenario where you move well, you move young. The way you move, the way you stand is you know straight, right? You feel amazing. You can do pretty much whatever you want physically. You can play sports. You can participate in sports. You can stay working. In fact, some of you are going to have to keep working as you get older because uh, you may not have a choice, right? Uh, you want to be able to work, especially if you really enjoy what you do. If you have not a job, but a passion, a love for what you do, you feel like you make a difference. Um, you want to stay the course. So if you do these four things, I, I believe these are the four pillars, diet, exercise, sleep, and targeted and specialized nutraceuticals, man, that, that's medicine. The difficult thing, of course, is that how do I stay the course, right? When I fall off the wagon, how do I get back on that horse? So that's what we're going to talk about today because, look, I live this with you. I am you. I have not been diagnosed with cancer or prostate cancer, or thank goodness, I don't wake up at night to pee. I'm in pretty good health. I like to believe that it's because of many of the measures that I, that I take to be in good health. Perhaps it's despite of it. Uh, I don't think so, but perhaps it is. I want to make sure that we stay well with age and that you understand that you will do better if you are consistent with the lifestyle. So here are some simple tools that I might have gathered from my readings and adopted and 
you know, implemented, what things that I've seen clinically to help people, things that I've seen people do to stay consistent. And those that are more consistent with lifestyle medicine, they do better. They do better even after a diagnosis. Okay. So I think we'll go in steps, right? So the the main thing here is number one, don't wait till you're motivated. Forget about being motivated. 90% of the times when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to work out. I do it anyway, right? I like to stay under those bed covers, particularly during those winter months, just like you do. Got to get up. You got to get up from your bed and you can't think about it. Once it's time to get up, you don't stay and think. You go. You go. Now, let's start with exercise. Actually, that's a good starting point because I think that that's where people kind of fall off most of the times. And I think that it's likely the most important thing to do. Out of these four things, if you ask me, well, you know, what's most important? I can't do everything. Exercise. Okay. Physical exercise. If you are physically active, you can sort of, sort of is the operative word, can get away with not doing everything else perfectly. And again, sort of. You want to, you want to always look at these four things and say, oh, where am I lacking? Where am, where's my weakest area? Am I, do I exercise well, but man, it's hard to eat well. All right. So that's my area of focus. Do I exercise well, but you know, um, my sleep is horrible. Well, then sleep is what you need to focus. I love taking supplements, but man, that's easy. But, you know, exercise is what, so then exercise is your focus, right? So you always have to evaluate where, where, what, what are my weakest points? Where, where, where are my weakest points, right? So let's start with exercise. It's always better to get it over with in the morning if you can. Right. So it's better to get up at five or six in the morning and get it done. A, there is a physiological benefit to start your day. You sort of get your endorphins kicked in. You get a dopamine response that makes you feel good for most of the day. Um, You get it out of the way because, as you know, things will get in the way if you wait other priorities. So it's, it's better in the morning. You better able to, for example, you would go on an empty stomach. There's no need to have a meal beforehand. You drink water and water with electrolytes. You can have just black coffee as well, but I think water is best with electrolytes. And that's it. No meal necessary. Now your body starts using whatever glycogen and glucose it has in the body, and it may not have much because you haven't eaten all day in about eight hours or 10 hours. And then it starts utilizing fat for energy. Right. So mornings are best, but exercise at any time is good too. Right. So if I go to sleep late, for example, if you go to sleep late for whatever reason and you wake up later the next day, well, maybe you need to sleep. So then you would try to get something in later on that day. But you got, you have to block it. You have to schedule it. It has to be in your calendar where nothing interferes with that period of exercising. You have to take it serious. Take it serious. How often? Seven days a week. Dr. Gio, you're crazy. Seven days a week. Seven days a week, you do something physical. Why? Because A, it's important for your health. B, it becomes a habit. Every day you get into the habit of doing something physical. Okay. 
And then you still stay physical and do physical exercise when you go away on vacation. You take your gym gear with you. This is a lifestyle. This is not a temporary thing. This is not a New Year's resolution. This is a lifestyle. Okay. Here's another tip. If you plan to get up in the morning the next day, you have to plan that the evening before. And the evening before you're saying, I'm going to get up to train, not let me see if I get up. So the self-talk matters. Well, let's see if I get up. You're not getting up. I might get up tomorrow morning to exercise. You're not getting up. I will get up tomorrow morning to exercise. And in fact, my gear is ready to go. I get up, put this on, and I'm gone. Right? You want to take it serious. Let's move on to diet. The reality is that you don't have to be 100%. You could be 80%. And 80% from all the diet books and research I've done, the best diet is A, eat less. <laughs> so the best diet is no diet, <laughs> right? The best diet is, you know, some sort of intermittent fasting, um, perhaps, you know, 16 hours a day if you can. So I would do 12 to 16 hours a day. You know, I used to say, and this is why I love my work because I, I want to be wrong. I want to always improve on the prescription of lifestyle medicine. And I used to say, look, skip breakfast. And I think that's still fine if that's the best time you have to do your intermittent fasting your, your, or time-restricted eating for 16 hours. But it turns out based on science and scientific research that, you know, it's better to actually eat less at night right? Eat less at night. So maybe you could do that fasting, your last meal as early as possible, six, seven o'clock, and that's it. So then you start eight o'clock as your, you, let's say you end your meal, that's four hours there. And then another 10 hours. If you go to sleep at, let's say 10 o'clock, uh, wake up at six, that's combined 12 hours. You can have your first meal at eight or nine or whatever. Remember, you don't need breakfast. Breakfast, actually, the name says it, breaking the fast. So you can break the fast whenever you want, whenever you need to. Now, holistic, but realistic, okay? If you have a family, family dinners are important. So if the family dinner is later on in the day, I'd rather you have a family dinner with your loved ones, with your family, and then start the intermittent fasting or the time-restricted eating after that. Sometimes family dinners are at 8, 8.30 p.m. It's just the way it is. Everybody has a schedule, okay? Family dinners are important. But I would make those dinners really light. Sometimes, actually, what I find myself doing, I'm not really hungry around 8, 8.30, but I have a little something, and it's more important for me to sit down and engage with my family than eating. But I do eat because it's kind of awkward if you're sitting there, right, <laughs> and not eating anything, right? Everyone, everyone's eating. So time-restricted eating. When you do eat, have a lot of fiber. And I know all the, <laughs> I know all the diet wars out there, right? Uh, paleo, you got to go paleo. You got no, you got to you know plant-based. Uh, no, it's ketogenic. Look, let's keep it simple. 
because the more difficult you make it for yourself, the less likely you'll stay the course. Eat a lot of plant foods. And I know that there's a carnivore diet out there where there is no vegetables eaten, and that might work for a small percentage of people, perhaps with autoimmune diseases, okay? But that's not most of you listening right now. Plant-based, a lot of vegetables. It helps, and it's not about the fiber helping with bowel movements, actually. I've seen a, a few keto guys who don't eat, you know, they eat a high-fat diet and they have fine bowel movements. It's more about the microbiota and the microbiome in your gut that we need to feed it. In order for you to stay well mentally, stay well mentally and physically, you need to have healthy microbiome. So, and that comes mainly through fiber. So you need fiber-based. If you like to eat meat, go for it. I would say this, eat meat early in the day, get the best source possible, do not overcook it, and try to have less protein at night. You'll get better sleep at night with less protein at night. Remember, protein is kind of like a stimulant. Protein gives energy. So you want to have your protein in the morning in that first meal, okay? Protein gives you energy. So you want to have less protein at night because you don't want energy at night. And, you know, you want a nice carbohydrate meal at night that's whole foods, uh, uh, a baked potato with some brown rice and beans. There is some protein in beans. That's fine. Sweet potato and things like that, okay, at night. That's a general overview of diet. The next thing is sleep. And I know some of you guys struggle with sleep. Listen, out of thousands of people I've seen in my clinic, I'll tell you, and this is with prostate cancer, with you know, enlarged prostate, prostatitis, uh, urinary problems, wellness, male wellness, whatever. 90% of the guys I've seen who report having sleeping issues, they do better just from behavioral changes. They don't have true insomnia. They just do better from behavioral changes, making sleep and a priority, changing your mindset about sleep. Well, well, you know, I'll sleep when I die. Well, I don't have time to sleep. Well, sleeping is a waste of time. You know, this whole, you know, I see a lot of these influencers out there who are business people and, you know, with this grinder mentality, you know, hustle mentality, you know, don't work, you know, don't sleep, you know, just hustle and keep working. That's the wrong message. That's the wrong message. I mean, Nothing wrong with grinding and hustling and working hard and doing the things I work very hard, but not in the expense of not sleeping, right? So I think if we change the mentality of the importance of sleep, just changing that mentality is important. I'm going to prioritize it. And then you say, look, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to start my winding down process or at 9 p.m., right? Because you do need transition time from daytime to nighttime, some of you. I know that some of you can just put your head on that pillow and fall asleep. Remember, we're not looking for, for eight hours of sleep or a quantity of sleep. We're looking for quality as well. So if you have your meals earlier, if you don't drink alcoholic beverages you know, three hours or so before going to sleep, and if you don't have caffeinated beverages up to five, six, 10, 12 hours before going to sleep, depending on how your metabolism of, for caffeine works, then you're going to have better quality sleep too. 
Okay, so make sleep a, a priority. Lastly, nutraceutical supplements. I do believe that nutraceutical supplements are very important. The right dietary supplement combination can be a excellent and important part of a good lifestyle medicine approach. Okay, which ones? It depends, but generally a good multi, you may not need a multi, the better your diet the less multis, multivitamins you need. So you have to be honest about your diet. If your diet is not great, less than 50% of the times, then you want a multi. You want vitamin D, controversial as always, but vitamin D is important. Very little downside from taking vitamin D and a lot of upside. Helps with immunity, helps with, uh, uh, anti. seems to have some level of antiviral benefits, whether it's through the immune system or other, uh, helps lower inflammation, very important. Helps with longevity, very important. Vitamin D. You want vitamin C. Again, another vitamin that is, uh, I think is undervalued that people just take for you know immune purposes, but it has many benefits. Vitamin C. Magnesium. Magnesium, very important mineral. Uh, does three, it's, it's involved in about 300 pathways in the body. Very important, magnesium. Um, and then it has to be more specific to what you're trying to accomplish. If you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, that requires a, a very targeted approach with dietary supplements. If you've been diagnosed with BPH and enlarged prostate and urinary problems, now you're taking some botanicals and herbals to, to help you. So very important. But those are the, that's the basic recommendation for nutraceutical supplements. And sometimes and oftentimes, it's better to take it both in the morning and at night. And I know some of you some of you struggle with that nighttime dose. I know it. I know it. Try to remember because the goal is to have these important nutrients and botanicals in your bloodstream 24 hours a day. And that's how it works for most supplements. And I know some supplements and nutraceutical supplements, you want to um, use it intermittently and things like that. Most dietary supplements, it's good to have in your system 24 hours a day. Okay? That's it. That's it. Again, you, you have to take some time to evaluate your health and your lifestyle medicine approach and where are the areas that you're struggling with and put some more time into that. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. But you do need to be cognizant of your lifestyle medicine approach and every move you make or don't make, not you know exercising. And by the way, even through with exercising, one thing is doing the physical exercise every day, and then you have to stay physically active, stay moving. Don't be a couch potato for the rest of the day. And I know some of you sit in front of your desk for the rest of the day. That's not good either. Get an elevated desk and try to find time to take breaks and walk around. Stretch, squat, like just squat your body, open up your um, your hip muscles and so forth. Okay? This is how we're holistic but realistic, folks. Lifestyle medicine, it's, it works. It's the best form of medicine, not only to prevent disease, but even to manage disease or even co-manage disease, it works very powerful for your physical health, also your mental health. Stay at it. I'm here for you.
Let's do it together. Okay? Let's do it. This is Dr. Geo signing off. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Gio Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in a world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.